Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean and Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I'm a certified health coach, trainer, and author. And this podcast is for middle-aged men and women looking to optimize their health and get their bodies back to what it once was 10 to 15 years ago. I will give you simple, actionable items to get long-term sustainable results. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I hope you had a great weekend. Happy Tuesday. And I'm really excited to bring you today's episode because I decided to bring you the top three micro shows, most downloaded micro shows of 2021. Now, the great thing about this is, is I think th- all three of these are really relevant and they all are big pieces of the puzzle when it comes to living optimally. Now, Number one was my ideal fat-burning workout regimen. And with this, I'm going to go through you know, what type of cardio should you do, um, how much should you work out, what types of lifts should you do, and so on and so forth. So I'm excited to sort of rebroadcast that. Next is which foods to focus on, and that's nose-to-tail, nutrient-dense foods. And I'm going to go through a list of um, you know, foods that you can write down, uh, print them out, bring them to the bring them to the store or order it online and really to get the most out of your day and feel energy um, day in, day out. And then number three, which is pretty cool, is my Fat Burner Blueprint, which was one of, one of the most downloaded um, episodes. And I love it because really I can talk till I'm blue in the face regarding you know how to live optimally and have energy and sleep well and so on and so forth. But if you don't have a plan to implement it, it really is going to go to waste. So the fact that the first two episodes here are going to talk about burning fat when working out and which foods to focus on are huge principles of health. But what I love is number three, my fat burner blueprint implementation is just as important because we got to, we got to set goals. We got to know where we're starting from in order to know where we're going. So I'm excited to bring you all three of these today. And at the end, obviously with the Fat Burner Blueprint, this is something that you want to look into. Feel free to reach out. It's not for everybody, but um, I would love to hear from you. And if you got questions, we can see if it's a right fit for you. So anyways, I'm excited to bring you my top three most downloaded micro shows for 2021. And enjoy. Thanks so much. Eating nutrient-dense foods. And um, I try to find these pillars of health that are like the low-hanging fruits, the things that you can do that make the biggest impact in other areas of your life. Um, And I just find that if you can focus on the sourcing of your food and the nutrient density of your food um, and eating it day in, day out, I think that that is going to be one of the biggest pillars of health that's going to affect not only how you perform in the gym, but also in the bed and, um, you know, how you sleep, your stress levels, and also being able to, you know, go periods of time without eating. Um, you know, I always, if you listen, obviously I always talk about fasting and, um, you know, that's become sort of a hot topic trend. And, you know, the thing about it is if you're eating crappy foods, fasting's not going to be easy. And a lot, a lot of other things aren't going to fall in place. So, I figure today I'd say, you know what, it's the end of the year. You know, we have all this stuff going on with, you know, COVID and things like that. Why not focus on 
what we can control, which is our health and to the best of our ability. And let's do that by eating nutrient dense foods. So I figured I would, you know, take a page out of, you know, Brad has a, um, sort of a, a carnivore score, um, chart on his website. Um, I can definitely leave a link for that. And I'm going to use that as a basis of it, um, along with sort of my, my thoughts on a few different foods, but you know, I used to not eat meat. I used to just have fish and vegetables, which is not, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, um, to each their own. So you want to, um, I, you know, if you want to eat that way, that's great. I, 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 I feel like I thrived on it to some degree, but after a while, I, I felt like I was having a tough time getting enough protein. That was the big thing. And you can only have so much fish or pea protein or things like that. And what I started to learn was that the most bioavailable forms of protein come in, um, in meats. And, um, so I wanted to find places that had, you know, grass fed, grass finished meats, because yes, it can be a little bit more expensive, but I always say, if I'm going to spend money on something, it's going to be on my health and it's going to be on the foods that I'm putting in my body, because that's what, that's what makes you run. And if you don't, if, if you're not running well, then, you know, everything else, you could throw everything else out the window. So I don't like to spend a lot of money on, on many different things, but on my health and on the foods that I'm putting in my body, uh, and for my family's bodies, my dogs and my, my wife, we, we really try to focus on quality nutrient dense foods. So hopefully this will maybe, um, motivate you to do the same because a lot of times I think we just go about this in an aimless, you know, go about aimlessly, um, you know, ordering in foods, where, where's that food coming from? You know, and I know, you know, I'm not asking you to go crazy and I'm not saying you can't order in food, but a lot of times we're just not, we're not putting in the research or doing our own due diligence to find out where is that food coming from. And, and, um, and I think it's important. I really do. I think this is something that can really make an impact on your health. Cause I talk about it a lot with my clients. Um, and so let's talk about, you know, some of the things first that could be missing if you're just doing plant-based. And if you want to do plant-based, I'm, I'm not against that by all means, but you might have to supplement. You might have to find ways to get around because you're going to miss out on certain nutrients that you're not going to get from, uh, animal foods. And because as I go through, uh, sort of the chart of what's the most nutrient dense foods on our planet, you're, a lot of it is going to go under, um, you know, these animal foods. So, you know, you're going to miss out on vitamin B family, a lot of vitamin B12. You're going to miss out on creatine, vitamin D3, um, DHA. You're going to miss out on some heme iron along with something called taurine. You know, these are just a few of the things that you're going to miss out on if you're not having perhaps eggs, fish, and meat. And um, there's definitely ways you can get around it. Um, but I would just try to focus on if, if, if you're not restricted by eating <clears throat> fish or meat or things like that, then here would be a good chart to sort of follow. And this would be sort of the hierarchy of what would be the most nutrient dense foods all the way down to um, maybe things that you don't need to eat as much. Um, but I would definitely focus in on getting you know, grass-fed, grass-finished uh, liver. And I know that might sound crazy, but I will say this, I've been eating liver for the last couple of years and my wife makes it and it's great. Some people eat raw liver. Raw liver. 
I don't, I have not yet, but maybe, maybe down the line, but it's really off the charts when it comes to nutrient dense foods. You can even get these liver crisps. Um, I can't, the name, the name of the brand is, is I'm, I'm forgetting right now off the top of my head, but if you just, um, Google liver crisps, uh, what a great way to snack if you're going to snack. And I know I'm not against, I'm, I'm against snacking. So, um, or you can add them to a meal. Like I'll just say, for example, I know this sounds maybe a little bit crazy, but you know, everyone grabs chips, chips and dip or chips and guac, but, um, or you, you, what I, I like to use is these liver chips and you can put them with, with other things. And, uh, you're getting a great nutrient dense food and you're not having just corn, you know, corn chips. So, um, that's a, that's a great hack to try as well. Um, oysters are actually high in nutrient dense foods. Um, also salmon row as well. Um, and so if you think about eating, um, nose to tail, which is something that I've been focusing a little bit more on, I don't eat every organ, but you know, liver, um, heart, kidney, things like that. Um, also you want to get quality ones, grass fed, grass finished, um, along with, I've had some individuals on my podcast, um, the company pluck, they actually have a, if you, if you just Google pluck, or you look up on my, on the podcast, um, and they have a thing you can sprinkle on your foods that is an organ based seasoning, which is really cool because you don't even really know. And I've been putting that in my eggs. And so check that out. But, uh, if you don't want to eat, you can try some organ supplementations. Um, my buddy, Brad Kearns and, um, ancestral supplements partnered on a, on a product called MoFo, uh, male optimization formula. And, uh, that's something that I take. So you don't, if you don't want to eat organs, perhaps maybe a little bit of supplementation with them wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, and then from there, this is something I talked about with Brad with, because a lot of people might use the excuse that perhaps it's too expensive to, you know, to do these, you know, these grass fed grass finish, perhaps like ribeye is a favorite, one of favorite, one of mine, great protein content in there, along with, um, some saturated fat, which we all know is good. And that's a whole nother episode, but, um, uh, if you don't want to necessarily spend the money on a nice grass-fed, grass-finished ribeye, um, check out the Smash family. And this is something I talked to Brad about, which is sardines, mackerel, anchovies, salmon, and herring. You might not like them all. And, I, and if you listen to my podcast, I, I implement these into my, my first meal, uh, which is a lighter meal around probably 2, 3 o'clock. And I'll usually do, lately I've been doing mackerel with a herring. Mackerel is, um, and you can get this, actually this brand I've been getting at Whole Foods. They make a good quality mackerel. Um, actually Patagonia is the brand <laughs> you think, oh, Patagonia, uh, they only make clothes, but they actually, um, they source some good, um, mackerel. And, um, I think they also do oysters as well. Um, but either way, check out that brand. You can get them at Whole Foods. And they're not really that expensive. And um, you combine that with herring, you know, some good, um, good quality herring. And I like that as a meal. So it might be a little crazy for some people, but get, you know, sometimes you want to get a little bit out of your comfort zone, maybe on this stuff, try it, you try it long enough and you might start enjoying it. So those are some wild, those are some oil, cold water fish 
that aren't crazy expensive and can go a long way. Um, and you get a great source of omega threes from that as well. Um, next would be like shellfish. So shellfish, um, you know, oysters plus clams, crab, lobster, mussels, octopus, scallops, you know, this is something I don't, I don't put a ton in my diet, but occasionally, um, some scallops from time to time and maybe some oysters. So if you like shellfish, um, you get a lot of omega-3 fats from this as well. And obviously you want to get sustainably caught raised, um, oysters and clams and things like that. And this, this, this is something that, you know, as far as, you know, being expensive, I, I guess if you, you know, lobster can be expensive. So this is probably not something maybe you're going to have all the time, but from time to time, this might be a good option. Then you get into, you know, eggs. I mean, um, you know, healthy fats, choline, you get your, you know, your amino acids, um, your B vitamins. So, you know, eggs, good pasture raised eggs. I just went, uh, to our, uh, local, uh, there's this local farm, although it's 45 minutes away, but I get raw milk and then I buy their eggs. Um, you can get regular eggs. You can get, uh, you can do duck, goose, quail, ostrich, um, the nice thing about those is, you know, you're not going to find, you know, those aren't in mass production. So you're going to get good quality and healthier animals. Um, so you want to make sure you get local certified humane and pasture raised eggs. Um, and obviously, you know, this is something that's not overly expensive can be implemented. You know, I like to have, uh, you know, just, you know, sometimes people eat them raw, they put them in their shakes, which you can do. Or if you like to sort of scramble them up and maybe put a little bit of this, pl that pluck that I mentioned to you before where you're getting some organ meat based seasoning in there as well. That was something I talked to. Um, uh, the name is just fleeting to me right now. Uh, when you do all these interviews, sometimes things blend together, but there's a good one. So I like to do eggs and meat, um, leftover meat sometimes. Um, and that was the next thing I was going to mention was red meat. Um, the nutritional profile, the fatty acid profile, um, is, is pretty solid when it comes to like, just, let's just use a ribeye for an example, you're going to get, you know, your A's, your B's, your D's, your E's, your K's, as far as your vitamins, uh, calcium, chromium, cobalt, copper, iron, uh, magnesium, manganese, um, potassium, selenium, sodium, zinc. So you're getting these essential minerals that you're not going to get from a lot of foods. And actually I'll, I'll just throw a shout out to who I had on the podcast once before. This is a great book, uh, uh, by Dr. Judy Choi. I'll just put it up here. If you're watching on YouTube carnivore cure, and I'm not necessarily promoting a pure carnivore diet and she does. And, um, that it's great, but I will just say in general, this book is great, whether you're doing carnivore or you're not. Um, so it's called carnivore cure. And I actually like to get, uh, Dr. Troy back on the podcast. That would be great. Um, so yeah, so ribeye, I can go down the line on that. Um, but, uh, that would be a great place to start. And then you can do, you know, your bone broths, your lamb chops, things like that. You know, and I mentioned obviously beef liver, um, you're getting all the B, you know, getting B12, choline, biotine, iron, copper, zinc, folate. Okay. And so I would say that would be a great place to start. Um, and if you're wondering what about chicken? turkey or pork that I would say is sort of the next level down. But, you know, if you're getting local, 
hundred percent grass-fed pasture-raised poultry and, you know, maybe some heritage bred pork. That is fine. I'm not, I don't eat a lot of pork and chicken, but it, it has a solid, uh, nutrient dense profile, maybe not quite up there with the organ meats and, and the red meats, but it's definitely up there. It's definitely up there. And, um, uh, after that, you know, I would probably say, um, if you could do some raw organic high fat dairy, if you want to add that, if you, if, if dairy doesn't bother you, um, give it a try. If it does, then obviously you want to avoid, but you want to avoid all the low and non-fat dairies. Okay. And all the conventional pasteurizing of them, which is tough to avoid because that's everywhere. If you could find some raw cheeses and some raw milk, uh, I rec, I love it. I've been buying it for the last month or so. And, um, once you, once you go, once you go raw, you'd, you're not going back to, to, to the normal milk. I can tell you that. Um, but it's not always accessible for everyone. If you're going to go dairy, I would definitely go the full fat route. Um, and then after that you can add in plant foods. I'm not totally against adding in plant foods as long as you're not sensitive to them. Um, so, um, you know, obviously, you know, fiber, something that, you know, for some people, they can handle it. Some people cannot, but you know, fiber can go a long way and you're going to get those from a lot of your plant foods. Um, I like to have avocado, um, from time to time, maybe some fermented foods, you know, uh, kefir kimchi, um, and, um, what did I just have that? Oh, sauerkraut was fermented sauerkraut. Um, so these are things you can, you can add in maybe to help just mix it up. And, you know, you, you don't want to just be bored with what you're eating all the time. Um, and if you're wondering about fruit, I would say, you know, stick with local, locally grown in season fruits. If you could do, um, I know a lot of people knock on fructose, which is, you know, mainly, um, what's in fruit and the high content it can be in. But if you, I think if you stick to just having it in season and, and, and having, you know, mainly like the berries, um, which are a little bit lower on the glycemic chart and, um, and they have high antioxidant properties. I think that's not bad to add in from time to time. And if you want to add in some sweet potato or squash, squash, um, those are, um, you know, those are not bad to add in every once in a while as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I occasionally have nut butters as well. I'm not sensitive to nuts. Some people are. So that, that's something you just want to take into consideration. Brad, uh, just to plug him again, we talked a little bit about his nut butter that he came out with. That's something that's like a splurge for me. So if you want to splurge on some nut butters from time to time, I wouldn't go crazy with almonds just because you got to be, if you're sensitive to oxalates, just be careful with that. You don't want to have too many almonds uh, from, um, just because uh, the high oxalate levels as, as, as well as spinach. But, you know, those are some people can handle, some people cannot. Um, so I would say that that is the hierarchy. I could, uh, you know, say that, you know, if you focus on nutrient-dense foods, you're going to snack less because you're, you're, you're feeding the body what it wants, really. And um, if we talk about, you know, having, you know, two, maybe three, solid nutrient dense foods. And that could be, you know, if you're having two, for example, a lot of times for me, it's going to be herring and mackerel, um, for my first meal. And then maybe with some, maybe with some eggs. And then the second meal will be some type of wild caught or a grass fed grass finished meat. 
in the evening. And if I want to add a little bit of vegetables on top of that, I'll do that. Um, and I think that again, that's what works for me. Uh, but I think if you focus, like I mentioned on these nutrient dense foods, um, if you could start implementing some organs into your life, you're going to realize that you're really missing out and missing the boat on, on having, um, some of the best foods on the planet. So as long as you get them and source them and, uh, you know, some of the companies that I like to use force of nature, um, and us wellness meats has some great, um, great meats as well. And, um, organs as well. Um, there's a ton of great companies that have popped up, um, over, you know, I would, I would say the last probably three to five years. So let me know if you have any questions, hopefully this will help you get started to a great path for 2022, 2022, um, and, uh, live a healthy, plentiful life. So, um, look out for my interview and my dual syndicated podcast with Brad Kearns. Also, I'm going to have a cha- I'm going to have a new challenge coming out as well. So look out for that and, uh, feel free to share this with anyone who you think might be looking to, uh, upgrade their health. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that I think is really relevant for a lot of different people. I get questions all the time. Well, how much cardio should I do? Should I be, you know, lifting weights and how many times per week? You know, I think it all depends on your lifestyle, your goals, but I'm going to try to just lay out what would be ideal for efficiency, for fat burning, and, uh, and yeah, and hopefully you can implement some of this into your routine if you haven't already, cause I'm actually start going to start doing that as well. Um, I do a lot of this, but sometimes we can always add more or take out. And what you're going to notice from, you know, building a consistent program is it's not about this crazy two hour workouts, um, that just cause a lot of stress and take a lot of time. I, I believe that the industry and you're, I'm seeing this with just a lot of people that I'm interviewing. Um, and with my buddy, Brad Kearns talks a lot about with his guests, um, is these micro workouts, uh, where you don't need to go to the gym or, um, be gone for an hour and a half and come back, um, dripped in sweat. You can do these quick, quick level workouts, these quick micro workouts and be a lot more efficient and get a lot more bang for your buck. So I think a consistent program is a combination of lifting, um, sprinting occasionally, and also mobility work. And so I'm going to talk about that today. Um, and you don't need these overly stressful exercise regimens to, to get results. And I can tell you that just because I've implemented, um, the X3 workouts into my program and also my fat burner blueprint, and people are getting great results, putting on muscle, getting stronger, um, you know, not having issues with their joints and, uh, not being sore all the time. So, um, one of the things that you want to keep in mind when you're doing, uh, any type of cardio or aerobic exercise is, is heart rate. And obviously there's a lot of heart rate monitors out there. You can get one easily. Um, but you want to keep that in mind because when you get to a certain point with heart rate, um, there could be like a black hole, they call it where you're exercising almost too intensely and it's, it's actually doing you more harm than good. So too intense for too long. Um, 
habits. But if you find sort of that sweet spot and you, you use that as your, your sort of your baseline when you're doing aerobic exercise, that can go a long way. Now, how do you find that sweet spot? Well, Dr. Phil Maffetone, he's a coach advisor to a, a ton of great triathletes in the world and the author of the big book of endurance training and racing. He recommends, um, and a lot of this is science-based, that you should be uh, working out at at or below a heart rate of 180 minus your age. So that for me, that'd be about 140. Um, so, and that would be your target. So, so even at this very comfortable intensity level, um, it's it, you're working, trust me, it's not that comfortable, but it's not overly crazy. Um, you're going to stimulate a lot of good, um, let's just say metabolic functions of your body. Um, and also you're going to, improve your cardiovascular function, lung capacity, uh, you know, all, other things as well as like strengthening your bones and joints and connective tissues. You're also minimizing the risk of injury. Uh, so you want to keep this in mind when you're doing cardio. Now, how can you implement this into your workout routine? Um, well, I'm going to talk about that. So what would be an ideal workout regimen to follow? Here's, let me just give you a sort of a high level. One, you want to move frequently every day. This doesn't mean you need to go for a run every day. This means you just need to get up and not have long stretches of inactivity. If you're just sitting at your desk for eight hours, I mean, I'm sure you're going to get up a little bit, but make sure you get up every 30 minutes and move around. Um, I actually kneel at my desk, so I don't like to sit. So um, keep, I get better posture. My hips are in flexion. I'm extending my hips. And anyways, but that's another thing. Not a lot of people kneel. I like to, um, but I, I'm up. I, you want to get up? Go for walks, um, you know, maybe cycle, doesn't have to be long. Um, and then you want to implement some mobility work. So one, you want to move frequently, avoid like prolonged inactivity. Two, you want to do some mobility work. Uh, this could be 10 minute. I have um, uh, actually in the 21 day challenge, which is coming out soon. Uh, you'll be hearing about that. Um, I'm, I'm revamping my 21 day uh, intermittent fasting challenge. Uh, but anyways, mobility work. I do a 10 minute movement prep. Uh, so that video is in there, but you could do uh, Pilates, yoga, any type of mobility or rolling, dynamic rolling, stretching. Um, uh, Brent Brookbush, who I just had on the podcast, definitely listen to that one. Um, actually, that one's coming out soon. I don't think it has come out yet. No, it came out. Okay, I'm losing track. No, it comes out next week. I sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, he's he has a ton of great programs as far as uh, mobility work and rolling and things like that. Um, so move frequently. Next is you want to lift heavy things. This could be using the X3 bar. This could be uh, deadlifts, squats, um, kettlebells. Um, you don't want to do that about two to three times per week, like for like 10 to 30 minutes. So you want to do brief, intense resistance exercises. Okay. Next is you want to do some type of like a sprint or, uh, or a bike. You could even do this in the pool, but you want to do this like every, maybe once a week or once every 10 days, um, when you're feeling energized and this is like doing several eight to 20 second bursts. So my good friend, Brad Kearns, uh, had Dr. Craig Marker on, and he talks about what's called hurt, which is high intensity repeat training. Now the key is you want to keep the intensity up each time. So um, you want to practice these exercises short duration. Intensity is key. 
Um, don't worry about any guilt about not training longer. And the work duration should be between five to 15 seconds. Now I have to say, I don't, I have not really implemented this and I'm going to start doing this. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to just do it on a, on a bike. Um, I'm not a big biker, but I can do, I can do eight to 20 second sprints, um, for on and off for a minute. So you want to make sure you rest too. So like, let's say you do a 10 second sprint, then you rest for 45 seconds. Then you do it again. Um, and you want to train in every minute on the minute. So you can do 10 minutes and then 50 seconds off, 10 minutes on 50 seconds off. And you want to pick exercises that you're not going to deal with injury, less risk of injury. Um, so you can sort of maintain your max power. So sprinting would be great, but let's be realistic. We're in our forties, fifties, even and above. Do we really want to be sprinting? And do we have a place to do that at? So, you know, perhaps you could row, you could swim, you could do sled pushes. Um, you could even do kettlebells. If you have some, make sure you have someone teach you the correct form. Um, so you want to do these. So, so just to highlight what I've talked about, ideal workout regimen, move frequently every day. This is going for walks. This is just getting up and making sure that you're not sitting all the time. Then you want to implement some mobility work. And I would say doing this every day to every other day, this could be a, time, a, a 10 minute, like literally yoga session. Um, next lift heavy things. So this, this, any type of resistance training, um, you know, what's heavy for you is not heavy for someone else. It doesn't have to be crazy, but I would do that brief, intense resistance training at least two to three times per week. And that, that, that session does not need to be two hours. That could be 10 to 15 minute session. Usually my X3 workouts are about 15 minutes. Um, and then you want to find, do that hurt the high intensity repeat training. And, um, like I mentioned, this would be maybe once a week or once every 10 days. And, uh, right there, if you could do those, let's say four things, move frequently, mobility work, lift heavy things and do hurt high intensity repeat training. You are definitely on your, on your way. And if you don't do any of them now, maybe start with one and then build into it. So that would be ideal. And when you're doing your cardio workouts, make sure you're doing 180 minus your age. All right. So for me, that's around 140. So that would be like cycling or hiking or walking. Um, and then, um, yeah, so that would be the basis around having an ideal workout regimen. And I think that's a great place to start. So, um, if you have any questions, let me know about that. Um, and again, these don't have to be crazy workouts. This is something that you can implement and just make sure you're moving every day and doing something positive for your health. And if you have any questions regarding this, let me know. Uh, hope you're enjoying these micro podcasts and uh, we will talk soon. Have a great day. And uh, what I thought I'd talk today about is since it is the new year and a lot of people like to set, you know, new year's goals and, and uh, do stuff that they've been, maybe they've been pushing off to the side. Um, and I wanted to actually touch on my uh, signature program. It's called the fat burner blueprint program. And this was designed pretty much from all my 20 years of experience in health and wellness and, you know, put it all together into one package for, for my clients. And, um, I usually work typically work with 
uh, males, um, you know, 40 years and up, um, and, um, you know, middle-aged getting up there, looking maybe to get their bodies back, uh, to what they were maybe in their, in their thirties or even perhaps their twenties, because the thing with weight is it's not like something for the most part and not even just weight, but, um, you know, inches around your waist and body fat percentage. These are things that creep up over time. It's not something that comes, uh, of one year and, oh, I just put on all this weight. It can happen. Don't get me wrong, especially with the quarantine and every, anything, you know, where people were staying home and, and, you know, some people took advantage of it and actually got healthier. Some people didn't, um, and, and got worse. And, you know, um, but either way, you know, people, um, put on weight 10, 15, 20 years, it takes them to put this weight on. And so I wanted to come up with a program that wasn't short. Um, usually typically I work with people for about six months and, um, yeah, put a system together, six step system. And I want to just touch on that today. Um, and whether you, this is something that's intriguing to you or not, I, that's completely fine. I think the most important thing to take from this is the fact that if you are wanting to reach certain goals, whether it's in health or business or anything, uh, it really helps to have a coach. I have coaches in all er not almost all areas of my life to help me get to where I want to go. And there's certain, there's certain areas where we're really good and, and be it being self-disciplined. And I'm sure you, you recognize this maybe in, in business, this is an area that you're really good at, but maybe in health or in, you know, losing inches, this is an area where you might need a coach. So whether you use myself or someone else out there, uh, I think most importantly, it's, it, it goes, you goes a long way. If you, if you're being held accountable on a daily, weekly basis, and it's worth it. It's worth your time. It's worth your money. And uh, whoever you use in every, any area of your life, don't be ashamed to get a coach because uh, it goes a long way. So anyways, that's my plug on coaching. I am biased, but I do think it makes sense because I use coaches in all areas of my life, like I mentioned. So let me just run through, oops, let me just run through uh, sort of my six-step process and um, uh, you know, and how I go about that. Now, my, my, these steps can go in any order and it, in some areas we focus on more than others. Um, the first step, which usually is the, the, the first way to start is, you know, creating some type of clarity, um, you know, understanding your baseline, like where are you at? And one of the things that I like to util, uh, utilize is something called a DEXA scan. Uh, if this is something you've never done, definitely check it out. Um, there are other ways. There's like other ways to measure body fat percentage and bone mass and lean mass and things like that. But I just found this was a quick and easy way and pretty accurate. Um, so definitely check it out. If you've never done one before, um, there's one not far from where I'm at in my neck of the woods up North Chicago. Um, but you want to set a baseline. You want to sort of know where you're at before you can sort of set those goals to where you want to go. And this is a good way to do that. So one of the other things that I do with a lot of clients is we get crystal clear on personalizing um, the program, meaning, you know, why do you want to do this? Um, why are you wanting to make a shift in your body? Um, and we're going to uncover, you know, any unconscious, you know, sab self-sabotaging patterns that may hinder your progress. And we all have these things that come up and they've, they've been around for years and years. Um, so for one thing, we want to get crystal clear on your personal why. 
on why you want to improve your health. And I, I encourage this to anybody um, is to, you really want to get crystal clear on this. And then we want to complete awareness of any unconscious patterns that have been hindered your progress in the past. So this is something that I work on clients with, and you really want to create this clarity because this is, this is the main driver of the program. And once you have this and you have your full baseline assessment with like a DEXA scan, um, you know, you're sort of ready to start to hit the ground running. And after that, you know, we want to identify a lot of the major culprits and the low hanging fruits that, um, to make the biggest impact in your health as, you know, so you can get results quick because, um, although this is a longer program, you know, you do want to get small wins because, you know, that's all, it's all about building momentum. And so, uh, you want to build momentum, get some small wins and, and just keep going from there. Um, and so the benefit is, is, you know, knowing that, you know, you can find these one to three habits that these sort of low hanging fruits that are, that are, uh, getting in your way and that you, you know, are sort of, um, you know, you know, that you have to make these changes and you start with sort of those, and then you build from there. So that would, that's what I call step two in, my, in the process. And that's the small changes in big results master plan. And that's what I call it. So after step two, we, we're going to start looking into what's called like an activity upgrade. Um, if you have a fitness routine, what are you currently doing? And if you don't, well, let's come up with one. And one of the things that I've implemented in my, into my life and that I've used in this program is the X3 bar. And I'm sure if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you'll know that this is something that I've utilized over the last couple of years. And now that um, I've had some such great results with it, I, I use with um, mo mostly all my clients, even ones that have a routine already. But when you, when you, when you can implement something that's, uh, you know, sort of a simple proven 20 minute workout, you know, customized and, um, done to deliver, you know, max results in the shortest period of time, you know, that's something that is attractive to a lot of people and especially myself, because it's all about just getting results. And I've find that that is why I wanted to implement something, um, like the X3 bar into my program. So the goal is to build overall strength and muscle tone. And to do that, you have to do resistance training under some load. It has to feel heavy and you have to create uh, some type of stimulus there. And that I find that with the variable resistance of the X3 bands um, uh, and the ground plate and the Olympic bar, it's a, it's a good combination and it's safe and effective, especially if you're getting up there and I'm done doing bench press and things like that, that have bothered my elbow and shoulder for years. And when you get into variable resistance, it really makes a difference. So I know that sounds like an infomercial, but it's not, it's just something that I, I, I feel strongly about and I've, I've implemented and gotten a lot of great results with. So we want to build overall strength and we're going to do that through an activity upgrade. And that's step three in the fat burner blueprint. Step four is I, the title is sleep like a superhero game plan. Uh, I like to make fun titles and, um, this one is, you know, getting you into the correct routine around sleep. And this really is the number one priority. Uh, most of my guests, this comes up, I would say the most and having a sleep routine, the something that's simple, manageable. And, um, you know, the, the bottom line is, 
you know, if you can get quality sleep, everything else can fall into place. But if you're not getting quality sleep, then all the other stuff's not really going to mean much. So the goal is to get you feeling energized for the day, um, to get you sleeping throughout the night and, you know, obviously get you get mental clarity to focus and help you perform, whether it's in work or sport or whatever else you're doing. So, you know, we're going to really work around getting not only a sleep routine, but also a morning routine as well. I think they go hand in hand. Um, so that is step number four is really wrapping our arms around a solid sleep routine and a morning routine. After that, we're going to, we're going to touch on stress management. Now, this is something there are some clients or some individuals need more work on and some don't, and it just sort of a, it's, it's a case by case basis. But we're going to try to create some type of simple practice to, you know, downregulate your system, decrease stress and connect you to the present moment. Uh, this is something I like to focus on a lot being present. Um, it's something actually I write in my journal pretty much every day because it's so easy with, you know, Instagram and, um, you know, social media and just the way our lives are to get ahead of ourselves when we can just, you know, you really want to just enjoy that, that present moment. And as a golfer, this is something that I really like to focus on when I'm playing golf. So, um, it, a lot of, I personally think a lot of things that principles that go along with golf actually cross into life. And this is one of them. So, you know, we want to create a practice if you don't have one to manage stress and, you know, to feel more calm and obviously peaceful throughout the day, handle stressful situations in a, in, with grace and with, in a good manner. And, you know, obviously this all leads to feeling happier and healthier. So, um, obviously I'm a big proponent of yoga or some type of meditation. There's so many great apps out there. So we might utilize some tools like that. And even if it's a 10 minute meditation, which is something that I've been doing with my wife before bed. Um, and it's, it's a great thing to do with a partner. Um, because why not, why not bring someone else in? You know, I, I, you know, you're always, um, as I talked about with Brad Kearns, um, you want to surround yourself with healthy people and with people that are doing, you know, some of the great habits that you're doing. So, um, you know, doing some meditation with a partner before bed is a great way to implement it into your life. So this is something that we work on. It's called, you know, I call it stress management and that's step five in the fat burner blueprint. And then the last step, which definitely is not the least step because it's an important one is nutrition and meal timing. And this is something where, um, you know, we want to, whatever your re relationship with food is in the past, we want to change that relationship. And we're, I'm, you know, having all these guests on my podcast and, you know, one person's carnivore, one person's keto, one person's, um, you know, vegetarian, the other person's, you know, like I mentioned carnivore or whatever, it's not about pigeonholing yourself into a certain area. It's just about finding what works for you. And, you know, bottom line is eliminating a lot of the processed foods that are, that are, um, just wrecking people's health. So we focus on real foods. We focus on sustained energy and utilizing both energy sources for your body, which, you know, some people are what's called glucose burner, sugar burners, and some people just are fat burners. I'd like for you to be like, we talked to, like I talked about in an interview that's coming out soon. Um, uh, ben Azadi, we talk about keto flex where you can be a fat burner for a while, but you can also change your fuel sourcing and occasionally have your days where you increase carbs and 
you are a uh, become a sugar burner. It's important to, to sort of be both and not just be one or the other. So this is something we get into. And, you know, the bottom line is we want to just uh, transform your relationship with food. And uh, while doing this, giving you sustained energy, but also getting you into uh, fat burning mode and getting those inches down. So um, you can't outwork a bad diet. And this is definitely um, a big part of the program, not only what you're eating, but also when you're eating as well and focusing, um, on meal timing and, you know, having it. So you're not intermittently eating throughout the day, you know, snacking can be a big detriment to, um, a lot of people. And so we focus on meal timing and obviously, you know, I'm a big proponent of fasting. So we eventually get to, once you get somewhat keto and fat adapted, you know, fasting will become a lot easier. So, um, those are the six steps that we, we do. And, and the whole goal is to obviously get you where you want to go, get you metabolically flexible. And, um, and so, um, this is something that, yeah, I've, I'm passionate about. I've worked with a bunch of clients with, and it's a newer program, but, um, it's taken, you know, my 20 years of experience and put it into this program. So, um, that's called my fat burner blueprint program. It's not something I talk a lot about, but if you are, if this is something that you are looking to do, definitely just shoot me an email. We can have a discussion or go on my website. You could do like a 15 minute, just a 15 minute call. And we can just talk about your goals and see if it's a match. Um, it's not for everybody. Uh, you could also email me at brian at briangrin.com. That's brian at briangrin.com. And, um, let me know if you have any questions. So that's what I wanted to touch on today. Um, part of it was to explain the fat burner blueprint because I get a lot of questions about it, but also was just to um, emphasize the point of, you know, it's January 4th. And if you don't have a coach for whatever area of life that you're looking to improve, perhaps it's time to look for one. And um, I really do think that that is the missing piece for, of the puzzle for a lot of people, not only in health, but business or anything else that they want to, um, you know, build an acumen in is having someone that's been there and that's done that, and that can hold you accountable. And I truly think that'll stop people from, let's just say yo-yo dieting and, um, getting on something for a week and getting off it the next week. Um, because we all need to be held accountable. And, uh, that's the, I think the fastest and best way to reach your goals. So hope this helps. And, um, if you got questions, remember you can email me or, um, if you go on briangrin.com, I have a 15 minute, uh, sort of a consultation chat, free chat that we can discuss, uh, your goals and see if you're right for the program. So, um, that's all for today. So go out there, reach those goals, get an accountability partner or a coach. And, um, I wish you nothing but health and happiness. So thanks so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine and I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.